Well, this is Your Life, God's Truth, your QFM. It's Phil, and good to be connected with Pastor Gus. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Been a while, but I'm glad to be back in the <laughs> in the saddle. I don't even know what's happened since we talked last, and, and it was my fault. I just wasn't able to, but there's a lot that's happened. I know that. I mean, it's just a, a never-ending thing, you know. Uh, we know the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. You okay with that, or? Ah, yeah, it's fine, I guess. The Vikings are going to win next year, so just so you know that. <laughs> Was that you that posted that? I I, I did, I did. <laughs> you probably post um, that every year, though, don't I you? I do. <laughs> At the end of every Super Bowl, I, for, I usually will post it in the final second, and I forgot this year, so I did it a couple of days later. But oh, that's, that's awesome. Only because I want to be the one that does it first. Yes. <laughs> and one of these years, I'm going to be right, though, darn it. You want to be a prophet. That's awesome. Yeah, that's right. Uh, speaking of that, by the way, I, I didn't even warn you about this. Have you heard about that revival going on at that college in Kentucky? I have. That's I have. pretty. I was that's just pretty cool. Watching it live five minutes ago. <laughs> no way. Well, yeah. tell me what you think. I mean, it just seems amazing. Yeah, it seems fabulous and fantastic, and it's just. You know, I'm kind of a student of revival. Yes, um, yes, you are. Just throughout the history, and and even believe it's going to happen in War Road, but whether I believe it to happen is not necessarily going to make it so. Um, but yeah, clearly there it's been a repentant, yes, you know, yeah. attitude and just a heaviness of the Spirit of God, and in in a good way, and that happens. It just happens throughout history that God will just sovereignly, for some, for his reasons alone, and that he doesn't really share with me, <laughs> yeah. that he just chooses, like, yep, I'm going to just allow my spirit to be here a little bit more than normal. Like, he's everywhere all the time. We get it. Yeah. But at the same time, when people come together in earnest that just want him, it seems to be that sometimes he just pours himself out, you know? And, I love and it, it, And too. it happens in, on Sunday morning services from time to time. You'll have yeah. a, a visitation, so to speak, of the Holy Spirit. But this looks more like a habitation, yeah. right, instead of a visitation. When you got, you know, when you got a, uh, a room that seats 1,500 people that's basically packed for a week straight, yeah. you know, that's... That's significant. Yeah. So. Amen. And and then spreading, too, now. And I love it that it's on a college campus, which that's not necessarily unusual with revivals either, right? I mean, young people catching fire. And, You're right. There's yeah. something about that, you know, through uh, history. And they had one of these in 1970 exactly. at the same spot. And I watched a 24-minute documentary about the whole thing. Huh. And uh, it just seems very similar to that. Um, well, I so, think we can yeah. be very encouraged. I'm going to Alabama here in a couple of weeks, and if this thing is still going on, we're going to swing into it. Amen. You should. Yeah. You know, but the chances of it still going on, well, I mean, we'll see, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, praise God. And, uh, you know, I think that many are watching this, and many are going, but many are also watching it. And I love how so many are doing podcasts now. They're going down there. They're doing thing. I'd love to interview someone live from down there, so um, we'll see how that all goes. Well, we'll do it if it's still going on, hey, and we yes. know that, then we'll just do it live. <laughs> amen. Amen. I want to talk about gun control a little bit with you. You and I have actually talked about this before, and we had a town hall 
in Saturday, uh, in Bemidji on Saturday. I was kind of looking for your dad there, but I didn't see him. Me, he might have been there. There was 200 people there. People are uh, not happy when there's any infringement on the Second Amendment. And, you know, we've got four gun control bills that have been introduced. And, you know, honestly, barring a miracle, they probably would pass. I, I don't know. I use the word miracle maybe too lightly, but certainly there's some Democrat senators in in rural areas that love hunting, love guns, don't want to have all their guns in the home unloaded, certainly handguns. I mean, it's interesting. And now many, many county sheriffs are already saying there's no way they're going to enforce this. I'm assuming your county sheriff would feel that way uh, very much so. But again, your thoughts on the issue of the Second Amendment and how we look at it from a, a biblical worldview. Yeah, well, the biblical worldview is such that the Second Amendment is given to us by our founding fathers, who are largely influenced by the Scriptures, to have this amendment so that we can protect ourselves from the government. Not from other things, necessarily, but from the government. Yeah, that's true. And so when we have Second Amendment rights, we also pretty much have First Amendment rights. <laughs> yeah. But if we don't have Second Amendment rights, First Amendment rights are starting to go bye-bye too, right? Because yeah. there's evil in this world, and evil needs to be met sometimes with force. Yeah. And because guns exist, guns are used in the hands of righteous men uh, for righteous purposes. Yeah, amen. And that's one of the things the government is supposed to do, too, for righteous purposes to defend a nation or defend a state or community. But it's, you know, got people worked up, that's for sure. And and I'm assuming pastors, especially like you, would be would say, hey, if you guys want to go down to St. Paul and stand against this with your elected leaders, do it, right? And Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any infringement on our, quote, right, constitutional right, to bear arms is something that I am opposed to, because I realize that government is going to one day have the ability to completely and totally control most of everything that, you know, we want to do, even want to do biblically. And I want to stave that off for as long as possible, and we can do that if we are more armed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, when they come to take away our gas-powered lawnmower, you know, we can uh, we can be armed. <laughs> Keep them from, I, sh- I showed that story to you as well. I mean, it's unbelievable, really, uh, to me, some of the things that they're introducing in St. Paul. Wow. Yep, and it, it requires us, you know, standing up and like, listen, I, if somebody wants to come take my gas-powered lawnmower, I'm not going to shoot them for it. <laughs> right? I'm just, I'm like, whatever, this is ridiculous, yeah. you know, you can have it. Um, but there are some things that I would take up arms over. Yeah. Uh, you know, just lawnmowers isn't one of them. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Uh, before we go, I also shared with you that clip from Benjamin John. This was featured on Breakpoint on Monday here on QFM. If you haven't heard this, folks, I encourage you to go to breakpoint.org and look it up. It had to do with the Church of England last week saying, basically going all in on same-sex unions and marriages. And, you know, Benjamin John is a Anglican pastor, and he was begging the bishops not to do it. You know, please 
don't do it. And you heard it, and you heard his passion, Gus, uh, talking about the need, we need the gospel. We need the gospel, and Jesus offers so much, and basically they're just saying, no, nah, none of that is really important. We just need to go all in with this side, and, and you know, we'll just we'll feel better about doing it that way. You know, it, it's so sad. It's sad because we are deviating from the gospel message because the culture is demanding that we deviate, and those that are followers of Christ, and specifically shepherds, or under-shepherds of those that are followers of Christ, are not protecting these sheep. We are just siding with the wolves. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the things he said. Please be shepherds. Protect the sheep. Drive out this teaching, you know. That's quite a, a mind picture, if you will, for someone like you, Gus. If you knew there was some false teaching and things coming into your congregation, it is your job to drive it out, isn't it? It is. And like we've even been there before. There have been people that have come here that, you know, just want to start influencing the church in a way that is not biblical. And I remember the first time it happened, I was like 28 years old, and this guy comes in, he was about 60, and he just knew everything, of course. And I finally just said, friend, you can be here as much as you want, but you are not allowed to teach anybody from this congregation. Yeah, wow. Like, it is not happening, you know. And of course, you know, he stuck around for another week, but then he was gone because he didn't have influence anymore. And I just remember feeling like, thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me just the, I don't know, just the guts to do that, because I was just a young whippersnapper, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm pushing 50 now, but, <laughs> but then I wasn't. Uh, amen. But that is part of the job. There's no doubt about it. And the, the whole idea of the gospel, and Benjamin John was talking about how you know, our, because of Jesus, the forgiveness, the love that he does have for us, and he does expect us to be holy, you know, love rejoices in truth, he calls us out of our sin, all these things, calls us to a life of freedom. That's the good news of the gospel. Gus, why doesn't that look like good news to the world anymore? Not as much as it used to, I guess. Is it just, is it Satan? Is it his deception that has turned the gospel from, from looking good? Or is it something the church has done to goof that up? I mean, it's just so sad. Yeah, I think it's a, that's, first of all, an amazingly awesome question. But I think it's twofold. Clearly, there will always be deception in the world, and which means those that are deceived by the enemy of their souls, they're just not going to get it. It's like being mad at a blind person that steps on your foot. You can't yeah. get mad at them because they're blind, yeah. right? But then... The, the the other issue is that we shepherds or we Christians have gotten sucked into this mindset of happiness above holiness. Mm. You know, like we, we want happiness, we want people to feel good about the fact that God loves them and and you know, we want to have good marriages and enough money and, and you know, prosperity because we live in this culture that is easily, you know, prosperous and 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 we just have elevated happiness above holiness and it's going to cause us to go to hell to yeah. be frank wow yeah amen it's uh, the good news has been tainted there is no doubt about that gus appreciate it always your input on these issues and we'll do it again next week how does that sound sounds good brother all right god bless you 
This is your life, God's truth, your QFM.